0: Your eyes full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Baby. Let's go,
1: baby. Let's go baby. Special report or special podcast. We started talking and talking and talking and we already recorded this thing and we went for like an hour plus I think and we talk about the Monday night uh, situation and we talked the ethics and morality of it. Fez is on as you would expect the moral side. Um, the sanctimonious side, I might say. (laughs) And, but he's got a point. He's got, it's an interesting discussion. Then we get into a lot, uh, really an impromptu best bet that I think is massively good. And Fez is hard to convince, but he got convinced. We've already double bet this thing. And remember, don't go crazy, but we like it, the rationale. And we get into the playoff scenarios and specifically how to handicap certain teams in certain spots. Faz, what do you think? Good stuff. Very good. You got enough energy to do the other pods we got to do?
0: Well, I am coming up on eighty years old, so we'll see what we can no, do. No, you're Something barely like seventy. No, you're. Listen, this guy. How's your weight? Two oh five. So you're up like. What was your low point? One eighty seven, but that was that 15 was fifteen pounds. That was a phony one eighty seven. Was like one ninety two. <laughs> All right. So do you have any goals at this point? One ninety five is the perfect weight. Yeah. So holidays just
1: got you pushed out through. Yes. All
0: right. But listen, what were you the bronchitis you didn't help for two weeks. <laughs> well, that's supposed to help you lose. Yeah, not when you're not working out at all. <laughs> all
1: right. So enjoy, and we will be back with our normal pods. So there'll be three pods pretty much released in order. Boom, boom, and boom. Listen, it's the last week of the regular season NFL. Look ahead to the line moves or the hmm, Tote Board Watchers Delight. Or the Divination
0: <laughs> Express? I don't know. What's up, Fez? Can you define divination and congrats, Doa had it at 100 to 1 for the work <laughs> of the day? <laughs> well, have
1: Mackenzie look that one up. Uh, it's it's actually a little esoteric, as some would say. Um, but there, there is a huge amount, like if you look at the um, mystical pursuits, people that believe in, let's say, uh, oracles or uh, uh, tea leaves right? read the tea leaves what about astrology astrology yeah that sounds right is it's all about predicting the future mm-hmm. and the definition you want to read that mckenzie
2: the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means exactly so a lot of times if you look
1: through these old gambling books they have like the th- techniques that the uh old school like i don't know witches warlocks would use and then it's like hey you can pick your horse racing that way i don't know if it wins but i you know
0: you know i was i just (laughs) saw a movie with the rock yes and he had the justice league and one of the dudes in the justice league um can see the future because he's got this helmet from another planet and he said i knew it was my time and they're like how did you know it was coming you know and he said "Uh, teaser alert he doesn't make it. Um, he's like because I can see the future and I didn't see nothing after this Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So he sees it from his own perspective. He sees it from everyone's perspective, okay. but it all stopped on oh. that oh, after that day. Stop. He couldn't see nothing after that. So that means
1: there was no future.
0: There was not. Mm.
1: Okay. So was that true? Yes. Huh. So it's it's so we don't have to do this part. <laughs> but we, but we want to do this pod. Yes. I hate nothing more. You know, there's some of my favorite pods. There's people that go, yeah, we got to go over this game. And then it's like, ah, Brady might make the playoffs. Ah, boring. It's like, what are you in this for? Because <laughs> if for 365 days you're doing this, even if it's not a leap year, Brady, maybe his likely his last chance to ever make, you know, last playoff game. You don't care to see it. No, I'd rather Carolina be in there. And it's just like, okay. Isn't but, he
0: going to be playing for the Saints next year?
1: Maybe. But I mean, <laughs> what? I, possibly. But what I'm saying is a lot of people seem to be like there might be five times a year they're excited about what they're doing, and the rest of the time they're kind of hemming and hauling, and they're kind of
0: mad. You know, spot on. And in fact, we had one of our guys that he's very good at this. I won't mention him. And there was four new board teams, like like Alabama, Birmingham, mm-hmm. picked up football again. And he's like, "God, four more Division One schools that I gotta like research, research, and do write ups on for my newsletter." And it's like, what? You know, it's like you gotta you gotta welcome this. That's not a negative. And more games as a professional, better. Volume's great. You know, more games to bet on, more opportunity.
1: It's, I think it's a good example of why a lot of people in this business come and go. You know, they, people get involved, they, they do some good work, they rise up to almost, you know, the top tier of things, or let's say at least a, one of the top tiers, and then they disappear. And there's like over the time I've been doing it, there's been probably five or six cycles of those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, even regardless, you, know, you look at it like a Mark Lawrence or these old timers, Phil Steele. Regardless of the pros or cons of of any individual one, to some degree, just the longevity is something to respect. Uh, and and again, not, not uh, Mark Lawrence and I have personally had real good dealings. Nothing about him. I'm just saying in general, some of these old timers maybe uh, even. You know, I would make the case some of them, and not specifically either of the ones I mentioned, have some shady stuff in their past, you know, some some boiler room type stuff maybe even, and... But if you persevere through all of this, at least you love the the, the game, I guess. Exactly, and, and you know I can. And I, I think that sorry to interrupt, but the boiler room stuff is probably a, a bridge too far. We've never done an outbound call ever, but um, some of the stuff you hear about what used to go on and two for the money represents that. It, it, you know that's not something to respect no matter what. But let's say the guys that are had a little gray at different times, you know. But, yes, uh,
0: but I echo what you say about Mark Lawrence, and in fact, he and I were in the 2005 Stardust invitation. He's glory day. He won. They I all finished second. Winner take all. And he was just class act all around. And what I've really liked about Mark is I think, my goodness, I think he's in his late sixties now, late sixties at least, and <laughs> and he still no, the guy's give the guy credit. I mean, he, he still, still brings the yeah. passion. You know, and what I always love is like you always do your Dylan. In many ways, like you guys have have one niche that separates you as 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 like great I hope handicappers. It's more than, it's, hopefully, it's more than me liking Dylan and him liking Springsteen. Well, this is very rare because yeah. everyone else is just like you know the nuts and bolts of like like the X's and O's, not the X's and O's, but you know the pick and the winners. And he very much always talks about like music, and that's a, a, a passion what of his. Even as some of his is trends, Springsteen
1: like his main thing. he talks Yeah, about? yeah.
0: But he talks about some of his trends, and he brings it back to like, like the yeah. He'll yeah. talk about Thunder Road or Hungry Heart, mm-hmm. or you know, and why a team is so motivated to cover that week, right?
1: I wonder. See, I've seen like 33 Springsteen shows. I wonder <laughs> if I've seen more Bruce than him. I always oh, quote
0: Bruce. I will. I will certainly. I don't take know care. though.
1: He he was in Cleveland for a long time, and Richfield Coliseum used to get. Uh, Bruce every tour. So who knows? Who knows?
0: Was Richfield after Memorial? Was Uh, it the Memorial? Did they rename it? Richfield
1: was the arena. So where, where, like, um, the Cavs would play.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have two subjects other than the look-ahead games. And the first of those is, and Monday night, just, you know, we're just now at about 9 o'clock Pacific time Monday night, and this game got postponed. So obviously... And at this point, the the report seemed to be a little bit improved regarding the player. Uh, What was his name again? DeMar Hamlin. Safety for the Bills. Okay. So it seems like there was true uh, life at risk kind of situation. Didn't seem to involve the actual play on the field as much. Um, They decide. Now, this is something that's been reported and we can assume to believe it. I don't know. I would think so is just because it's coming from reputable sources is that the NFL at a certain point said, Hey, start warming up. And the players decided, no, 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 we're not going to play. What do we got there? McKenzie.
2: Uh, Just that the bills, most of them are returning to the Buffalo. Some are staying in Cincinnati to be close to DeMar Hamlin.
1: Okay. And, I guess that kind of makes sense that the team that you're. I wonder. So the report was the player said no. Now the question I have is, and I hope we find out, is did Cincinnati say no? I'm guessing the Bills said no.
0: Well, what I saw was what was reported is that the Cincinnati Bengals coach walked across the sideline and met with the Bills coach. Mm-hmm. They had a discussion, and then shortly after, players did not, you know, proceed to get. S- s- start stretching, getting ready to play again. Okay, so the,
1: is the implication there that the coaches made the decision?
0: The implication would be that they were a major part of that, yes. Okay. But that may well have been based upon the conversations that they had had with their players. Yeah, In other words, the players could have told them, yeah, you know, so could have told so Taylor, look, we, we don't want to. Yeah,
1: like so that. it gets to my same question, which is... Was it the Bills that said we don't want to play? Was it the Bengals that said we don't want to play?
0: I've, I really felt like both. They very yeah, well. Much, we don't know
1: for sure, right?
0: When, we don't know for sure, but just when I from what I was watching, the fact that all these players had seen one of their own players going through, you know, multiple minutes of recess, heart, resuscitation CPR, that it was really un it was unprecedented in terms of the medical attention he had to receive versus any other player that anyone had ever seen before. See, I
1: wonder about that because specifically they talk about the player that got um, – who what was that the Bills too, that he had a spinal injury and it didn't seem all that bad, but then they found out – or maybe it was the Lions. The Lions. Was that the game? Yeah. And they found out that uh, – okay, so he's – is this it? But but it was something saying that unless they did what they did on the field, and I thought it was spinal related that that, that he would have probably died. And so maybe the length of, is that what it's saying? Yeah, I can't Reggie see Brown, that size. So. Reggie Brown
2: suffered a serious spinal cord injury during the game.
1: All right, so how? What was the ultimate result with him? Was he was he uh, paralyzed or? I'll find it. Yeah, it's interesting. We remember it happened, but no one remembers. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the guy ultimately? Um, well, I guess he's off the field. Who cares, right? It's, uh, some, at least the media apparently, and no reporting on it. But
0: But, um, well, I You guess, know, and also the fact that obviously Monday Night Football, primetime, one of the biggest games of the year, the, so the that enormous makes it audience. More, so just, that
1: makes it where you play more or less? Well, that's a great question. I yeah. mean, if it's just business, it's more, more likely to play, right? Um, here's my thought. It'd be nice if we had a world that this kind of thing just naturally shut the game down. Mm -hmm. We could all feel good about that. And it would happen in every case. To me, this feels like almost... First of all, assuming the NFL wanted them to go back and play, I don't find that egregiously bad. Just because with, with the amount that's at stake, and the funny thing is, you might say that's only money. It's like, but how... But this is two different things. Is this the player saying we can't play because we're grief stricken? All right, and if that's the case, how could that be the Bengals? How can you be grief stricken by someone else, another team's player? Not that you don't wish him ill. You don't wish him ill, but it's like, okay, are the players at home grief stricken too? Are they going to be able to play on Sunday? You know, I. It just does feel like that. This is about. It's on TV. If he collapsed in the back, if he collapsed in the locker room before the game, and was in the exact same state, do you think they play this game? I don't know, because what what game what what team was that this year? I think where a coach died, like the day. Mike,
0: well, Mike Leach.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Leach died from formerly a Texas Tech. I'm talking about a coach. Oh, yes. Uh, A coach on the staff of one of these teams died the day before. Yes. They didn't slow that game down at all.
0: I think you're right. The fact that it actually happened on the field. You know, even though by all indications is that it had nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 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 play on the field, it, we have had a pre-existing medical condition or what? It was just a very routine football um play, nothing at all extreme, and then he just collapsed.
1: Well, look at this headline: NFO assistant coach Zimmer, Adam Zimmer, may have passed out from drinking before his death. Now that puts a whole different spin on it. And again, that's just People Magazine. Who's to say? Uh, it's still up, so apparently it's probably got some truth to it. And that happened November, or they published this November eighth, twenty twenty two. He died
0: on Halloween. Okay, wow. And it was all the reporting was from extreme alcohol abuse was, you know, yeah, really yeah. the cause of death. So, but but
1: that wasn't known necessarily before the games got played. So I guess my point is, we know that this is ultimately about PR. This is all; mm. it's not about like humanity. And to me, I wish it were about humanity. But if we're, it's not going to be, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why this hypocrisy. This feels hypocritical. And maybe if the hypocritical side is the right side, maybe that's okay. But I just hate hypocrisy in general. Last thought on the concept or or the ethics of it, and then we'll get into the practicalities.
0: The fact that we all saw it unfold. And it was such a big audience, And I think we all had great empathy for the young man, and was our hearts and prayers were with him, frankly. And I think it was one of those moments where you're just like you just felt what's what's the word when you're, you're you felt like you were a part of the whole everything and it just emotionally rent wrenched you more than it would if, if there were other different circumstances, like you said, like if he had been just in the locker room,
1: yeah, i, I if this were a sports movie, we would have heard someone go, well, what what he wanted with us? And it's like mm. to play the game, and it I, mean, I don't know. Mm. I, I guess, oh, okay, good. Reggie Brown was able to walk again due to that emergency or the the way it was handled on the field, which apparently was extraordinary, and then they had surgery after. Well, that's good. Um I, I guess my last point would be this. If it were about the players grief stricken, then I kind of understand it more.
0: If they were it, crying. The players were crying. Yeah, yeah.
1: But but if the if the next if the next question was or if the, if the other alternative was it's because for him that I don't get. He's on his way to the heart. Ho- I mean, it's not like they had to like do something bad to continue yeah. the game. Yes. Right. I mean, they gave it all. So I don't know. I, I I guess ultimately I don't know what the right answer is. But I also know that it probably wasn't about the right answer. At least morally or ethically, I guess morally would be the right way to say. Uh I don't think that's what drove this decision. You know? Yes. But maybe with the players it did. And and and, the, and again this harkens back in a way to what happened with Giannis, remember in the bubble?
0: Great example.
1: Yeah. So that was a, a social justice issue, but then they were NBA wanted him to play. It was a playoff game. Yes. And Giannis decided, or at least for the team you know, he was the voice of Milwaukee said, we're not going to play? Yes. it's interesting.
0: And I think ultimately, you know, a, a league whose players know that they're being listened to, whether the league agrees or disagrees with them, just the fact that there's compromise and— Yeah, but this isn't a, compromise.
1: This was a strike, effectively.
0: Yeah, but the the, the, the league was fine with, How with do their actions. How do you know actions. that? Oh, I'm confident. How do you fine. know that? Because when you saw it, R.J. when you saw it going but why down did the, in person, then why
1: did the league want to continue? It,
0: it, because it was short-sighted and they were, I think, unaware. So you know, you
1: know the mistake. I, the league I think made they were before.
0: unaware of the level. They weren't
1: watching either.
0: It, it was a mass confusion. There was, oh, you couldn't see what was but, going but on but on you the field. S- you
1: seem to strongly know what was going on. Well, because
0: it was reported after that you the guy think the basically, NFL was basically in- had died on the field and they were like resuscitating him back to life.
1: Oh, but did the but. Okay, so what you're saying is before you heard that report, you would have been okay with the game resuming.
0: Yes, because okay. all I know is he was an injured player's down, and the medical staff is working on him. You don't
1: think the NFL had their people on the ground telling them exactly? I mean, you don't think Adele was on the line getting every report before he came out over the wire, right?
0: Well, it's very when you have an unprecedented situation that's never occurred before. It's very difficult to make snap judgments, and you never want to do have a situation where you deviate from what you've done ninety nine point nine percent of the time in the past.
1: In which, in this case, it would be play to the game to continue the game. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I guess I'm confused is I agree with you. No way am I saying it's some horrible decision. I'm saying what we know for sure, meaning to not play the game. What I know for sure is the league was well aware what was going on. If the players knew, the league knew. I mean, can we even debate that?
0: No. We think Goodell doesn't have anyone down on the field. He probably had three people. But the ability to process all
1: Listen, I think we can settle it this way. I I think it's very possible, Fez, that you're right that the NFL would have, upon reflection with the additional information, said, No way do we want to play this one of the most important games of the year. I'm being a little sarcastic, but I got a feeling that they would like to have played the game. And. The players pretty much said, Hey, no. Now you could be right. I don't think you are, but you can't be sure that you that you know exactly what the NFL was thinking. Of either. course
0: I can't be sure.
1: All right. So Huh.
0: Nor or am I sure what they're gonna do going forward.
1: But let's segue to that. And to me, You've got a pretty strong opinion about that, and your thought is this game is not being played. This will be an unplayed game.
0: Yes, I believe it'll be a no contest. It will be be deemed as just having never occurred. It won't be rescheduled because there's no good alternative to reschedule. We talk about player safe and health and safety. The only alternative would have been, oh, we'll try to get these teams to maybe play Wednesday, and then they got to play Monday and then they got to play in the playoffs on Saturday possibly you can see now we're talking about players not having enough time to prepare with short weeks for the for the playoffs that that's just not going to happen the clean it's not fair but the cleanest way and the right way in my opinion to do this this is a no contest. It doesn't count in the standings. Well, hold on, hold on. It
1: doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you think. It's like what you're saying. I mean, just to be clear, I never heard you say it like that. What I think should happen is what you think is practically possible. You can't – what would be the way – I mean, maybe instead of saying it doesn't seem likely or whatever, can you come up with a scenario that would be practically reasonable for them to play this game?
0: The only one that I heard that I thought was viable is that the AFC st- – Postpones or schedules a week back into the playoffs, so they 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 postpone the playoffs start for a week to enable Buffalo and Cincinnati to play this game. Um, um, so then the NFC and AFC would be askew in the weeks they were. In? Yeah, it's just not. Yes, that's the only possible viable solution. I don't think it's even viable. I think it's just that too would make convoluted. the
1: number one that would make the number one seed almost a disadvantage. It could, I mean, yes. I guess the rest part would because yeah. now you'd have two weeks, which isn't where there's no games going on, and it
0: would give the NFC teams an advantage versus for the what, Super Bowl the, in theater. The representative, yes, well, it certainly
1: would give the number one seed a big advantage in the yeah. NFC.
0: Yeah, that doesn't even see.
1: Yeah, with all the way they plan orchestrate this stuff, that NFC championship or that championship weekend, which is like the second biggest week, Yeah, I don't see that. So other than that, now, but really, if they did play. I, mean, I just keep going back to like this idea of the game being played would have been so hard. Is would they be ready Wednesday? Like whatever effect you're talking about, when does that when does that dissipate? When do you think does that
0: uh, is that gone? That effect? depends on the recovery of the player. Okay, so let's say he dies. Then what happens? I'm worried about what Buffalo's going to do if, he, if if he should pass away. Yeah, would they will they be willing to play next week? I don't know. Well I don't know. But I don't
1: understand the difference with this coach that died. I mean, that's the part I don't understand. He wasn't
0: participating in the game on the field and, yeah. and collapsed.
1: Yeah. So but but again, we're back to that idea yeah. of if he was on the field and collapsed on the field and died. Would that would that have been different? That would have been even worse. For yes. the the coach would have been worse, yeah. but but would have been worse enough
0: I, I don't know. It's yeah. unprecedented. It's so extreme. I can't even. I. I. I you know. I, I'm. I'm humbled. To even like think it. I shouldn't even be talking about it. Well, you. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just beyond me. I mean. I mean. Uh, I guess when Daryl Stingley got so there's
1: been, there's been multiple, there's been multiple. um Paralyzed people on the field, right? Stingley's the one I remember the the most. I I wonder, I know Shazier got hurt bad in that Bengals game. Cheap shot. There was his.
0: another Detroit lineman, right, that that like struggled to walk the rest of his life. Is that right? Yeah. I don't and, second year player. And, and
1: oh, I'm sorry. Good, but I I guess my point would be, um. Wow, if you knew, that's an interesting question. If you saw the player on the field. And he's like, par- like, they're going, yeah, He it looks like he's, you know, his, his fifth vertebrae or whatever. That, to me, feels almost more uh, traumatic than, now listen, if the player died on the field, yeah. But he's taken away, oh, it, you know, it, he, they had to resuscitate and whatever. But if he's in the ambulance on the way back to the, or to the hospital, you're going to think, oh, he's probably going to be all right. That's how we think, yeah. right? Um, I almost think knowing the guy was paralyzed on the field, and I'm not saying that's always the case when someone does get that, but boy, that seems like that is what blew my mind. You might remember me talking about after that Bengals Steelers game. It was a hard hitting game. What's that been five years ago now? Probably Shazier, but and. They actually kept hitting harder. It was like yeah. it was like they never slowed down an iota.
0: And I think the the big difference. You're right. If they knew for certainty that that, that someone was indeed paralyzed, but you just they never know. You know, they've mm. seen and and they see this enough times. Precautionary. Nine out of ten person is you know heading back to their home city in two days.
1: Shazier. It was uh, December fourth, two thousand seventeen. So five years. Yeah, oh. it, almost exactly five years ago. I, I usually always mess up those guesses. I always think it was three years ago when it was like seven years ago. He
0: actually tweeted Shazier uh, during for- after the injury tonight thoughts and
1: prayers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, if I remember right, he was, I thought he might have tweeted on his way to the hot. I mean, he was a, listen, he is, because he had a, I think that's over now, but he had a podcast on the Ringer Network. Oh, is that right? And uh, he was always pro Steelers. I mean, you know, so. All right, so let's assume the game doesn't get played. It was my prediction, or it was my speculation that this would be huge. My first thought was, oh, the Bills got lucky, at least Practically, because obviously not lucky because of the player, but practically, because or let's just say they would benefit because oh, look, they won't get caught, they won't lose the game. But then it dawned on me, I just heard today Kansas City entering today's game was number one seed because they had
0: it was the tiebreaker that was going to give them number two because Bills beat them, right? That's right, they both have three losses, Mm -hmm. so if they both went out. The Bills beat Kansas City during the regular season, so they would have the home field.
1: If they had both won out. Yes. Now, with one less game, the win percentage would practically be different. This tiebreaker doesn't matter. That's right. Okay. Now, to check that speculation, we looked at the odds, and it backed us up. So, McKenzie, tell us what the move was.
2: So, the Kansas City Chiefs were plus 450 this morning. They didn't play, obviously. They are now plus 380, so slight improvement. Slight improvement?
1: a massive improvement. Yeah. I mean 70 jump. cents out of 450. Yes. I also
2: mean, the Cincinnati Bengals were eight to one, now seven to one, a similar size jump.
1: And the Bengals advantage, Faz is
2: that they clinched the division with a tie or a
0: no-play of the game because they are they go the only way that they Baltimore could catch them was Baltimore winning by tie breaks, which no longer is possible. Okay. So, but if
1: they would have played since and lost to Baltimore, was it? And they lost this game. Was it likely that Baltimore would be number one seed, or what was the? Baltimore tie
0: break- would win the division.
1: So was, It wasn't about tiebreakers. It was about Baltimore. If since he lost the last, two, they would have tied. But but they you don't tie yeah, the, the division. They would been two zero
2: against them if they beat them. Okay, beat them.
1: yeah. So yeah. you're saying that it was since he would have lost the division if they lost this game in the next game. That's right. And now they can't lose the division. That's they clinch right. it if yes. there isn't a reschedule. Yes. And to me, it's massive in that Cincinnati then can rest their players next week instead of playing a, a war against the Ravens. Now they rest their starters and they have a buy going in.
0: Yeah. In fact, it just occurred to me if that does if that is the game, Baltimore and Cincinnati under probably is an exceptional wager because what both, because both teams will be like looking to play like yeah, a preseason the, game. But doesn't the line account for that? Um, it will at close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're saying,
1: oh, okay. You're saying, <laughs> and that's what's interesting because they always, we always complain when the books take games down or whatever or takes thing take things down during the game off the board. But sometimes it might be, you know, justified. I, I wonder, Mackenzie, see if the uh, Baltimore's um, Cincy game is up anywhere.
0: All right. Because 42 and a half. I don't see how that gets there if Cincinnati's you know resting all those wide receivers and Burrow doesn't play. Let's well, maybe make it 32 and a half.
1: So you agree uh, Chiefs now just need to win uh, next week and against the Raiders? Now does that make that game's to- uh, spread go up a little bit where the Chiefs are even more focused? Because if the because there was a fifty percent chance or so, and there was steam on the Bills here. There's a more than a 50% chance Bills win. Now they got a game against the Pats, Kansas City's playing on Saturday. They might feel ambivalent like yeah, we want to win but but, odds but are, Buffalo's
0: probably going to beat New England and yeah. we're playing for number 2 and so yeah, yeah we'd like to win but now all of a sudden they're staring at oh, just beat the heck out of the Raiders and now I'm looking at a bye week after and you know for certain and you know, the fact they get to play on, it's interesting they're playing on a Saturday, you know, so now they're going to even have an, an another day before their bye week.
2: Because yes.
1: the rationale was simple, which was for the NFL to schedule it this way, which was before tonight, they moved the Saturday games because they were flex games. Yes. And the rationale was, well, Kansas City is a team whose motivation could be neutered if the bills got out to a big lead or whatever and yes. that game. so let's keep let's the motivation clean let's make sure clean. they're fully clean yes yeah and now though it goes, so you would say in general the chiefs go
0: up what like is it is it like a point and a half is it two points off nah, this month just a point they would have been motivated anyways because there would have been the possibility yeah, but
1: you're always the one talking about them going. Yeah, it's unlikely. Don't they rather want the rest? Yeah, because New
0: England could beat Buffalo. You know, this is a good. example. I don't know the way it's gone the last yeah. couple years. I mean, as a you know, there's an interesting parallel here because Dallas can still win the division against Philly. Okay, but mm-hmm. Philly's a 14 point favorite, and it's a lot. It's, a, it's it's one thing to ask for a seven point dog to beat your you, the, the team you need them to beat, and it's another thing to ask a 14 point dog to do it.
1: Now, have we looked at? Uh, do we have officially from Dayball that? the Giants aren't going to play their starters?
0: No, not official yet.
1: Well, what would the line be if they say they're not going to play their starters?
0: Nine 14. and a half. No, if they're
1: oh, not oh, going oh, uh, to play their
0: the, starters. Probably 15.
1: So you think it goes up? You yes. You think this line has uncertainty in it?
0: Yes. I don't know. I think it's likely, but so does the marketplace. Yeah. So
1: McKenzie brings up an interesting question. Chiefs right now nine and a half. Now, has that line moved at all?
0: Nope.
2: Nine and a half all all day.
1: I think we play a teaser, right? And Mackenzie's making a good point. Do we do a seven point tease, bring it to two and a half? Boy, that line's going up.
0: I think it's good. Well, it's a good question because I only made it eight and a half off my power ratings.
1: But the power ratings doesn't take into account motivation, does it? It does not. And I mean, the, the Raiders have who knows what motivation. So we're right? going to,
0: yes. But that's probably worth it. I mean, they were going to be motivated anyways, but lukewarm motivation versus. Yeah. Ultra, it's probably point a point and a half is good. It probably should be ten. So sure, if we can tease them below the three, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, you want to you want to pause the. <laughs>
0: I mean, I like that. I, I I like that nine and a half. You know, especially. I wonder if
2: it's if, are, are all these games still on the board with what what transpired tonight, Mackenzie? Bengals Ravens not on the board anywhere, but this one is up at several yeah. places. So
1: uh, some places it's not, and some places it is.
2: Uh, Every place I've checked has it up. Okay. Has anyone moved to 10?
1: No. All right. Maybe do me a favor. Keep that on one of your screens. If you see it blink to 10 anywhere, we might want to fire. I mean, I got to tell you something. So you're saying you think it's one point because of the now uh, sure motivation. Yes. Seems about right to me. It's always funny when you think, well, one field goes three. And if you make a field goal or miss it, it's a three point swing. But then it's like this this great D end is worth a half a point. And it's like, so every six of these DNs would be one missed field goal. Yeah. It's it, wild. it doesn't well yeah, I'm not sure how the math works on that to be. It's honest. like
0: if your idiot kicker kicks the ball. Think about this. Open and kickoff, it could be kicks it out of bounds. All right. He just negated the value of like your 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 like I'm so
1: saying that's worth like a point.
0: Uh, yeah, that's like that's like the value of your best cornerback. The kicker kicking one uh, to the sideline, getting flagged for you know giving the giving up 15 yards of um, field position. Yeah, yeah. All right. So in
1: general, advantage Kansas City, advantage Cincinnati. And again, this is the practical realities of what happened, and we've we've talked about it. And Fez has shown his deep, deep, deep empathy. For the, all those injured, especially if he has to see it. Being a
0: parent. Being a parent, Being a parent and seeing your child's reaction gives you perspective. So, different, so, a different perspective, not so necessarily.
1: Do you want or... to go back in the archives and all the cackling you've done about putting people out of business and losing jo- people losing jobs?
0: You know, it's a, it's a great, and, and, and Mackenzie, what <laughs> a great reference. Go, please don't go
1: soft. To please. the big, to, it's to the soft, big short. But
0: I'm the fir- first guy to say, the second I see an injury, boom, I'm thinking about the repercussions to make bets. And this is the one time. Um, My buddy Leon actually sent me a note oh how should we be playing this live and I'm like I don't think I I, I said that I don't think this is appropriate. So
1: so you're now you're actually you're you're being sanctimonious to your betting partners that's going to go over big I'm sure. He didn't respond. Yeah Yeah. I'm I'm sure I mean (laughs) I'd probably be thinking about an apology right now because he's like when you've done it your whole life and then somehow it's like a guy that does coke every Saturday night and finally decides he finds Jesus. I'm born again and and someone says hey you want to get some cocaine? You're sick, dude. F- Why would you bring that up to me? I'm f- <laughs> I
0: mean, Jesus, dude.
1: <laughs> now, here's the thing. If Johnny was asleep in bed, this would all be different.
0: <laughs> I'm, all- thinking, I'm thinking about, like, the Meet the Parents when he's, like, the volleyball game. He's like, we got to win. We got to win. And then Falker messes up and spikes it into the girl's face. And he's like, it's just a game, Falker. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Any, all right. So anything else on the effects of this uh, Event okay. The second macro consideration, big picture here, is week eighteen in general. What makes it different? We're gonna do a because we're gonna be talking about the line moves. We're gonna do a broad, you know, high level two three minutes. Fez, what are the key factors in in the final week of the season? And really, week seventeen historically. And week 16 before the buys would be—this is like the last week of the season, effectively. And that's what it's analogous to.
0: Yes. so what's obvious in the game line is some teams don't have the motivation. So the obvious choices here are the Giants and Tampa Bay, two teams that are locked into their playoff seeds. The Giants are going to be six. Tampa Bay is going to be four. Uh, What's not obvious is that the odds maker's normal models of pricing first halves, first quarters, etc., won't work. Oftentimes, in these situations, because there's one some teams will choose to just mail it in and not play a bunch of guys, Other teams will say, "You know what? We'll go ahead and play a series or two with their starters. So what we it would not be unusual you could that you could have situations like the Giants Phillies fills where um the Eagles would be a fourteen point favorite for the game, But maybe the Eagles should only be five in the first half because it's in the second half that the Giants are really going to empty their bench completely,
1: ok. So, this would be like a preseason game as you're waiting to hear what the coach says, et cetera. Yes.
0: But how many? How many? How long are my starters going to
2: go? What are? What's my All right, quarterback hold on? Hold on! Rotation? Hold
1: on! Hold on! When did this come out?
2: This was right after the game. They asked.
1: Him. All right. Giants head coach De- Dayball indicates he will not rest his starters in Week 18. I, I think we. I want to play that 14 right now. You, is there 14s out there still?
0: Can you um, check that. It's yeah. It's been 14 the whole time. I mean, what I'm saying is, but that this news was. When did this come out?
1: Here's the thing, though, or here's my question, Fez is we often say that the betters shape up some of these um, derivatives, whereas the books aren't spending all this time thinking about it. The limits are low enough. Hey, we'll put out our mechanically derived numbers and let the betters sort out. If this umpire going under 14 straight games in baseball matters or not, is that going to be the case here? You think?
0: Oh, I do. I, I think like in the giants case, so day ball comes out after the game and says, uh, you know, we're not going to rest our starters. Does that mean they're going to play one series? Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. that would be resting his starters. right? No. They play
1: a whole game, right?
0: No. no resting his starters would be, he might, well, yeah, I'd have to ask the man what he means by that mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unclear.
1: And did I mean, I'm assuming they asked in the press conference, right? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> All right. Here's what I think. I'm going to make a prediction. Now, what do you think the odds are the Giants play hard for a majority of the, let's say that, the, what do you think the odds are that the
0: starters are playing the second half? Less than 50%. Well, they got to be a lot less than 50%, yes. right? Uh, they, to justify this number, yeah. right? Because I make the number 9.5, and, mm-hmm. and the number's 14.
1: Exactly. Yes. And you're saying maybe it'd be 15. So you're saying the starters resting or not resting is worth collectively... Like six or seven points.
0: It all depends how many he's going to rest. Because okay, you can so you only rest so many. Exactly. yes.
1: Because I mean you only have so many offensive linemen. Right. That's right. In a that's right. Uh, so I guess my point is,
0: let's say it's max rest. Mm-hmm. How many points is it? Usually ten points is what I see. When ten team, points. Yeah. When a team max rest. When a team rests everybody, what I usually see is a ten point adjustment.
1: Wow, I've never heard that number before. I've never heard that question actually before. So that's interesting. Okay. Max rest. Okay, I'm making a note. Now, so you're saying the line would be 19 then? Yes. Okay, a little bit ago you said 15, you thought, if it if it was the start. Huh. All right. So, but now, here's my prediction. I think there's a hell of a chance he plays his starters hard. Hmm. And here's why. Can you think of the game in the last 20 years where someone had nothing to play for, but it was a very important game that they did play hard and it ended up helping them.
0: Yeah. The giants played hard against new England and then wound up winning the super bowl. Mm -hmm. That this is really strong. I think so. so. We got the same team and their culture is that when we play hard the last week of the season, we win the super bowl.
1: And also do you really want to walk over for Philadelphia? No. In division. And here's the thing that just struck me.
0: I, I like this. I'm. I'm. I'm I w- now I want to bet the Giants.
1: In fact, I just got one that's going to trump it more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When the Philadelphia rested their starters in the second half of the last week, who got fucked? Two years ago, Sutfield.
0: Sat- oh, really?
1: We You remember yeah. that it was a famous game. It was Sunday Night Football, right? I'm, I'm just the, getting older. Giant. The Giants got screwed. They were going to make the playoffs if yeah. Philadelphia won. Ah, so let's let's make sure we got this. This is almost like a dream scenario. Forget that the 2008 or seven whatever. Think about this. What have the giant? What would the Giants be dreaming about? Because payback. You remember this, McKenzie, right?
2: I do. The Guardian has a good headline. The Eagles played a dirty trick on the Giants from from from, from that game back in 2020. Yeah. So so the, what a memory. The the Eagles.
1: Started Jalen. This is when Jalen Hurts started at the end of the year. Then they sat him. Sutfeld, I think it was, right? Nate Sutfeld, I think.
2: Right. Last start probably.
1: Brought in the second half. And it ended up that they lost the game. They got the better draft choice, the Eagles did. Mm -hmm. And everyone's thinking, oh, that was smart. The Giants, if the Eagles had won, would have made the playoffs. It wasn't. I'm sold.
0: I mean, think about that. You don't think they want to pay the Philadelphia team back? So you've got a You've got payback. Yeah. You've got an organizational history of success, playing hard the entire year. Yes, and not that we need a third factor, but who's to say that the Eagles don't play Hertz for just long enough to wrap up the win, and then they send him to the bench in the second half when they get up thirteen points to keep him healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it says because again, we. I don't think Hertz would have played if this wasn't a must-win game, from what I'm hearing.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah. So, meaning if well, it's that's was, why the look-ahead line was two on this game.
1: So now, well, because they probably thought it was going to be flipped, right? Where the Giants needed to win, and Philly, yeah, and did Philly it. would mail it in. Yeah. So now that's interesting. So it, it doesn't that kind of belie your idea of ten points because if the line would have been, you're saying nine and a half. You're saying nine and a half if it was a with Hurts with Hurts if everyone was playing hard. Yes. And it, you're saying Philly was two, so it's moving seven. And a half, mm-hmm. and but the assumption was the Giants were going to play hard, and Philly would not be playing at all. So wouldn't that be up to twelve and at, or twelve?
0: No, because we didn't know the Giants would be playing hard. Well, we didn't know if the Giants were going to be in a situation where they were all locked up, or whether they both both teams might be mailing it in.
1: Yeah, but but the wasn't it a, a weird confluence of events that got the Giants to be Washington
0: clinched? had to lose to Cleveland.
1: That was it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good point then. But 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 to me, this seems like the dream of dreams, in that the, within two years, when the Giants, I, I
0: agree, sp- your your handicap is spot on. I wow, it it, it it makes complete sense.
1: I wonder if it was a fourteen and. A, but
0: and Dable's not. You know what? One thing: the, these these younger rookie coaches, they're not savvy enough to dump like like the the older veteran coaches that have been sure through that it. Team. You know that they're because they're they're always worried. They don't want to do something that's wrong.
1: Well, I tell you, I've mostly seen. Teams, in general, Patriots have always played hard the last week. That's right. And the Colts didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think we see what happens with Peyton, you know yeah. him. And here's the quote from Dayball, which seems strong if he's going to back, back off it. You get to rest after the season. It's a long season. This is the fun part of the season. It's the fun part of the season when you're winning. It's the bad part of the season when you're losing. Yeah, I think they want to keep their momentum. Could you imagine them not wanting—I
0: mean, beyond all these other factors. And it's not like they're going to be the number one seed anyways. I mean, they're kind of a paper tiger. Like, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, so why not just go out there, enjoy the success, and play hard every week? I like this play.
1: I do, too. And and one last thing. I'd rather
0: play first half, though, plus seven. Why is that? Because it's possible that the—remember— upper management could screw it all up. But is plus
1: seven, is that available right now? No. Because I think at some point someone's going to catch wind. I mean, if I'm right, if we believe in a fiction market, right? I agree. And plus, in a weird way, what you're saying is it's kind of going against our handicap by saying, oh, we want the first half because they might play in the first. If we think they're going to try to get revenge, they're playing hard the whole game. And the whole backdoor idea you're talking about is out.
2: That is true. Yes. So right now, what do we got? Giants at DraftKings are plus nine and a half minus 105 in the first half.
1: Huh. So, boy, that's interesting.
2: That's inter- a big number.
1: That's interesting. And
0: the game spreads 14. See, that's too high. That's like, that's that's overpricing Philly for a first because the first half should be eight if the game's 14.
1: All right. So, let's think about this. What are they They're saying here that the real line? See, this is weird because this is saying.
2: You, think, you think
1: the Giants are more attractive in the first half. Yes. So why are they making them less? This is almost like they think Philly's going to arrest people when they get the
0: blowout. This is an opener at a book that doesn't have well respected odds makers. They're just guessing.
2: Shots fired. No, 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 no. no I, I,
1: shots fired. What, what is that? Something from another podcast?
2: No, it's just something people say when you make a strong, yeah, credit statement.
1: Make that the last time you ever say that one. I hate Gun. that. Shots fired. <laughs> what the hell? It sounds like some little uh, pimply face squeaky. Shots fired! <laughs> this is weird. Is there any other halftime lines
2: up?
0: Or first half lines? Let's look at Tampa. Tampa. What's Tampa?
2: Tampa. Tampa, Atlanta. Plus one and a half, minus 125 for the Buccaneers.
1: Because I, I could see the idea if they thought Philly had nothing to play for and they might play their starters the first half or something, yeah. right? And I think there's one other thing here that makes this attractive, going back to the bet- betting against Philly. Hurts is back, but is in theory, how, is he 100%? And then number two, isn't the theory all the great supporting uh, team around him is why Hurts is so good? And now the question is, they're injured. Lane Johnson, they're yeah. injured. And then what is his main strength, his running ability? Is he going to run a bunch with a bum shoulder?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think what DraftKings may well be doing is they they may be well aware that for a big part of the year, Philly was great in the first half and still oh, pricing that. that. Been, but but that that that's been, kind of bit the dust the last three for weeks. For sure. I yeah. mean,
1: more than that for last the half five weeks. season or whatever. All right. So I guess the question is, I know that on the props and stuff, where I say we bet the Giants here at 9.5. I say we bet them at 14.
0: I agree. One bet on each. Yeah, I mean, I I'll like, make that happen. I like this a lot. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, that's good. let's go a full unit on both of those, and uh, that'll be like a double play. But diversification. I think it, I think I like it warrants it. it. I think it. Warrants I agree. It. Especially this is a even if we don't have an opinion on the game, you you'd want the
0: Giants and, at nine and a half. And I assure you, the analysis that you've done on the first half, yeah. greatly eclipses that of any. Sp- Odds maker that has set their first half line to this point in time,
1: which is kind of I could see that in the NBA or something, but in the NFL, you think they spend a little time There's on it? There's
0: 112 college basketball games every Saturday.
1: You got to wonder if a book just said, "Here's the thing." If a book said, "I'm only going to book the top 20 in college," like let's say 10 college basketball, 20 college basketball games until the NFL is over. Let's let's say each day you just decide what you're going to book, and then you always had NFL. You're like if you had if you if you would want a, a, an account there because, yeah, maybe they don't have some games you want, but hey, there's games you want, right? So it wouldn't really hinder you from playing there.
0: Yeah, but the average guy has his favorite team, and then his handicapper says that, then, that he, he buys Dave Essler, and Dave Essler gives out Elon, and he goes to bet Elon, and this. MF book doesn't have Elon up. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to get me – I'm going to – and remember, the average guy only has like three books. He's like, I'm, you screw this book. You know what this you book. do then? And am my money. This
1: is what I told Chris Andrews years ago when we were like, you know, thinking of things is I told him um, if a book opened up and said, we're not going to worry about every correlation, every little thing that – well, there's one guy in the world that might beat us on it. Um, but they made the limits 200 or even $100 like, – yeah, av- excuse me. The average bet is like $20. Yes. If you if you're a 100, you're handling most of the action. Now, you can have your big limits on the other in a weird way do what I said, but instead of not booking it Just booking it for a hundred bucks, using a white label line, and only focus on the NFL and the big things.
0: Yes, and to to his credit, Chris Andrews was asked this week about correlations. Like, aren't you worried about these correlations? If 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 the Bengals lose and this team does that, then the other team has more motivation. He says he says it's fine. He says I think it's overrated. It's he says it's a real thing. He says, but I think it's a little bit overrated. Go, feel free. Go ahead and if, c- come in. You can play them against me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I enjoy, and we'll have some of this on Wednesdays. Or taping Thursday's release of the Pig Pod, which is, um, you know, what are the co- possible correlations? Is there any way to uh, benefit from it? And
0: then also, now by the way, sorry to interrupt. The um, I'm interrupting a lot. Go ahead, bud. Uh, the, you got the, some strong opinions the, today. The, well, the the. The key was like, with this whole th- top three dogs in the AFC that this messed up a lot of things, this whole Cincinnati situation, yeah. because if. Um You know, for Kansas City's motivation and Buffalo's motivation, there's certainly the the chance if Buffalo had lost, and now I got to figure out what what a tie does to them, you know, and then um, their motivation against New England could be, you know, huge to try to get the one seed if Kansas City would have lost. But if Kansas City, you know, know, once Kansas City gets it, if Buffalo had lost to Cincinnati, then that game becomes almost a throwaway game against New England.
1: All right, but you're saying it's not a throwaway now, no matter what.
0: Now I think it is a throwaway game because now they can't get the one seed if Kansas City wins. Okay. And they could have previously if they had won out.
1: Yeah. But again, I guess to some degree, they the NFL is... Was- more worried about having good games on Saturday, good game on Sunday night, and then, you know, the theory being at least one good game in the big windows at one and four, you know. So, if, by definition, no matter what happens, some teams are going to lose motivation, some are going to gain,
0: right? Exactly. And we will talk about the last game we're going to talk about on the pod is the Sunday night football game with Detroit and Green Bay because there's, um, there is a, um, implication depending upon what happens early in the day in terms of the motivation for. Detroit in that game. All right. So let's,
1: we got the, so you got, we just started and then we got all into this Giants is um, other week. And let's go through this quickly. Other week 18 or final week of the season scenarios.
0: Yeah. So the Tampa has nothing to play for. So Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Right, so we're going to go through each of the teams. I thought we were going to talk broadly. About well, there's two teams that have their playoff seats locked up. Okay, okay, so the Giants was the first one. Tampa's the second. All right. So I thought it was appropriate. No, there. but
1: let's do let's do generic, let's do generic um, buckets, as in teams that have no motivation because they're out of the playoffs. Right. I feel the following. Tell me if you agree. In general, when there's a team with a lack of motivation, and there's a team with clear motivation, a must win even. That it's good to play on the low motivation team. That the market will account for that motivation at least equal to it, if not beyond it. And generally, the adjustment is beyond what is warranted based upon motivation.
0: I would have agreed with you 100% five days ago. Okay. But Week 17 has confused me. It's confused the heck out of me. How so? So the Bears are playing the Lions. The Lions needed the game like blood the Mm -hmm. Bears if anything were they want to lose because they want to still get the number one pick Mm -hmm. and then all this Bears money out of nowhere the line on the lines goes from six to five and a half to five all the way down to four but it was wrong and it was completely wrong. So that means someone got it wrong, but it went the way you expected. So how does it confuse you? Well, I would expect that I would get the line move, right? That the bettors would, yeah. would, would bet this bust-win situation, again, they've against the bust-win
1: situation. I've met a lot of these guys that are making these bets. They're not as sharp as people would think. I think that—here's what I think gets confusing. When they have a strong opinion, they're right a lot. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that many strong opinions, Mm. I mean, you really think about it. How many teams a year do you see, like, bet, like the Jets got bet this year? Mackenzie and I were talking about this earlier. The Jets got bet week after week. They got bat, They were laying points in Seattle. Playing,
0: playing against Detroit and, like, the, the, the bad quarterback, you know, uh, Wilson's playing, doesn't matter. Bet the Jets up to minus 2.5. And, a half. and yes. they
1: were mostly wrong about that, but yes. that was an opinion. There was other opinions throughout the year, for sure. But how many games, I mean, what would there be? Maybe four? 40 games a year that there's a strong opinion on like two and a half a week.
0: Yeah, and fewer and fewer every year in terms of in terms of big line moves on Come Sunday. And yeah, but it
1: doesn't have to become sign. You're saying yeah. the line moves. Are, I'm saying in general, I'm not saying shape, let's say, from Thursday on, mm. w- whereas the lines maybe were off a little bit, so it's not so much there was a strong. It's where the lines keep moving beyond what seems rational, and it's like, hey, there's a position here. They're
0: betting the heck out of these guys. Exactly. Denver against the Rams would be an example. So Denver starts at pick early in the week. It goes to 2.5. It just keeps going all the way to, up to 3, then 3.5 and they lost (laughs) by a lot I mean like the bills tonight
1: though the game was a no contest or look yeah no contest I guess we'll call it is it was one bills all week they were favored then it got up to two and a half and towards three two and a half minus 17
0: and this was this is hard to me because when you think about it who's better Buffalo or Cincinnati? I, I,
1: I think most people think Buffalo by a little bit. A I, smidge. That's the best yeah. I can say. A yeah.
0: sliver, right? Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati's home with a nice home field advantage. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you want to make Buffalo the favorite. I, You know, all right. you know, it's, But no way you can make them I a three-point favorite. I mean, line
1: assumes then the, 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 the Bills are five points yeah. better than— it, more than five points better than the Bengals. No
0: one would— advocate that i know i mean that that would well, mean, obviously somebody would uh, because they're betting it
1: that would mean i mean think about what five points would mean it i think the worst you could make the Bengals right now is five points better than an average team
0: right Yeah, I got them six points better.
1: Yeah, the worst you could do is five. So you mean that means the Bills got to be a plus 10. And they're a plus seven. And what I'm saying is a a plus 10, they'd be one of the best teams of the last 20 years.
0: Exactly. I have the Bills, the highest rated team in the NFL. I have them one point better than the Bengals. Yeah. That's it. So
1: I, unless there was some, in, but I guess we saw the game, at least the beginnings of it. There was no
0: injuries, no one knew about. It wasn't like Burrow had a bad bum shoulder. Uh, but, uh, but Collins was out. You know what? The Bengals had four of their five offensive linemen that made every start over the course of the season.
1: And, and Collins is one it's of the worst graded right tackles out there. Yeah. So
0: so here's here's
1: what I think is happening. I think whenever you have big money that enters into a market and i would make the case that there's been multiple syndicate groups that started up from scratch pretty much that hired away not i i was in contact with one 2 years ago they wanted to pick my brain on stuff they made it worth my wow and it was like a 3 hour phone call it wasn't some extensive mm-hmm. consultancy but it was like it was like they had a nasa scientist who went into ai and he was trying to make a model okay i have no idea if that even came to anything or not but you think that was the only one, right? I think there's was a lot of people that put a lot of money into this, almost like hedge funds. And now they're like, okay, we got to bet and we got to bet big. Because, because it, our expenses are so high exactly.
0: that it, it just doesn't justify it. Yeah. And, and
1: and I think a lot of these models probably are just playing wrong right now.
0: Oh, I agree. I, I see all the time, respected money was on the bills. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Money was on the bills. How respected was it? You know, it's like, if you bet enough money, you're, the, you're the going one to move that, the, the worship, line.
1: You're the one that just said you're befuddled because the line didn't move right in the bears. But yeah. now you're saying
0: you're not sure if line moves should be respected like they used well, to the be. Well, the problem is, is that all line moves are not created equal, as you know. It's like you've but, got but to distinguish more,
1: them. There, I think they're back in the day is if if someone was moving that line there were like only a handful of real serious groups with Billy allegedly being probably uh, could find out what who was moving Well but yeah. what yeah what I'm saying is these guys had stood the test of time I mean, yes. it's like if you want it's almost like looking at the best players in poker in 2008 with Durr and whoever and thinking okay how good are they well they they've stood the test of 2 years maybe hmm. and Doyle had stood the test of 30 at that point or whatever right. now if if there's still players from 2008 still winning, you could say, okay, they stood the test of time, but how many are still around from 2008? Yeah. Uh, and now these new groups are the der's of poker back then, right? I don't know. Are
0: they going to be around in 18 months? We'll see. I,
1: or, or in 18 years, like Billy. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. and, and it brings up one last point. I don't know about the day-to-day operations of the syndicates, probably as well as you, is a syndicate ready on Monday night? Let's say they had this game at Pickham, all right? And let's say they said Bills minus one, us getting plus one, it's not worth it, right? Bengals plus one, Now, nah. Are they ready to fire if it does move up to two and a half minus, you know, with some extra VIG? Because it feels like they're going to have their model, they're going to have their number, they're going to know on Sunday night what they're looking to play. They're going to plan, do we play it Monday, do we play it Thursday, do we play it Sunday? I get you're ready to fire hmm. I get even the little groups that have maybe three people in them already are, are the big boys ready to buy you know buy back when it hits two and a half or not even buy back but make the buy at two and a half
0: yeah I think it totally depends on how much you're trying to get down obviously yeah, it's easy. but the
1: game day Monday night football
0: you can you get, get down whatever you want but yeah. are they
1: meaning are the decision makers are they organized to make a decision like that like on the fly I don't know. That's an interesting question. And, and I'd you, like to
0: work with them for. Yeah. I, they'd probably kick me out for being abrasive. <laughs> what do you mean we're laying two and a half with the bills? That's stupid. <laughs> All
1: right. So a lot of interesting questions here. Um, so you. So in kind of doubling back, what you're saying is, um, let's think about this. We talk, so I, I guess I'm confused by what you said about the bears. Let's let's accept the following: if the line moves goes one way and the result goes the other, you're gonna, it's gonna be uh, incongruent. It's not gonna make perfect sense. And there were two games, but in general, if you're gonna be backed by anything, you want to be backed by the result more than the line move, right? Yes. I'm not sure you think that.
0: Um. You're right. You're right. I've, because I worship at the altar of closing line value. And so and, and then I look like last week, I'm like, all this money's coming in against um, Detroit and against the Giants. And then Detroit and the Giants kill their, their ridiculously overmatched opponents in, against Chicago and Indianapolis in games where they win by 20 points.
1: See, here's the thing. I totally agree. You can't win in the long term. Unless you have closing line value on your side in aggregate, and on average. Uh, you can't just have the line going against you and you're going to win long term. But if there's one game... If there's any trying,
0: one game, you know more than they do. No, no, no but even right? that
1: I'm saying, let's yeah. say you have a new system that you've been working on tinkering uh-huh. with and you say, I'm going to finally fire in uh-huh. week 17, I'm ready to go, I've been working on it for uh-huh. two years, whatever, and you fire... And you have two possibilities now. And forget the fact that you bet. You want to say, what's going to affirm your belief in this system? It's just one game, but okay. Is it that that game actually winning? Or that game having closing line value and losing? I would make the case, it's fine to say you need closing line value with you, but it's in, in the long run. It's insane to say that, that the better's prediction is more important than the game outcome. When it comes to what it tells you,
0: because under but that... Every, but everyone says, all oh, the uh, the guys on the other side of the counter say the number one predictive nature of who's going to win is not who, who has won, it's who has gotten the but, closing but, one. But, but you- remember,
1: we're not talking about the prior game now. Yes.
0: We're talking about this game, this exact... I
1: understand. So, so imagine this, is, let's say this was in a Week 17 situation, it was mid-year, and the books be- the books bet the heck out of the Bears, mm. and the Bears lose by a bunch. You're saying, net net, you're upgrading the Bears? Of
0: of course I'm not upgrading the well, Bears. Well, th- but yeah. but
1: then then isn't that telling us what's more
0: important? Well, I got to downgrade their model that landed them on the Bears. Yeah. Well, but, but we don't have insight into that. No, we don't.
1: Mackenzie um, says, a uh, caller from uh, the... Oh, this looks like a bad part of Chicago he's from. No big deal, though. Uh, <laughs> if you have a new model... It is not going to be accounted for in the market. True, uh, you mean if 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 you're uh, a syndicate,
2: right? I mean, if also- but but
1: once a bet, it's accounted for.
2: Yeah, but if you have something that's brand new and revolutionary that you've been working on for two years, like in your example, yeah, but line okay. value is not going to be. A, I mean, it's going to take other people to believe you, or if you don't tell anybody, it's not going to show up. Kirk, right? Kirk Cousins sucking in prime time.
1: Yeah, but but I, I guess my point is one most new models, even with a guy like Fez who's not who's not betting a hundred thousand a game, it's not going to move the line on the NFL sides necessarily. But it doesn't mean that that new model – that's the thing. You might have something new about the humidity or something new about whatever. It doesn't mean all the other factors are no longer relevant, right? So they're all – maybe they're ignorant to these new factors. Maybe they're not. But in general, it is crazy to think that if the bears get bet and the bears lose by 30, that your reasonable takeaway is, yep, I was right with the bears.
0: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Had the Bears plus six scalpable close yeah. four. Yeah, well, if it's scalpable, scalp it, and then you that, haven't made a bet. I, you know, it's interesting is that I, I, you know, I work with syndicates, mm-hmm. and then and in recent years, I would question some of the guys I work with, like, why the hell did you bet that? And they said it was scalpable, and I was like, show me where you scalped it, then let me see the other side. We got.
1: And let's think about this: what what, what percentage of games that are closing line value moves are actually? positive EV scalpable, a tiny percentage Tiny of percentage,
0: it. because you really need it to move uh, a point and a half at minimum on sides, unless and it's a super key number.
1: Yeah. And then, so literally you're looking then at breaking or maybe making a little bit to make any RO. And you can't know for sure that a syndicate's not going to, another one's going to bet you the other way and stop that. So what percentage of times does a syndicate bets, does it get bet the other way? Maybe one out of, I mean, it has All, to be 10%, right? Yeah. Only
0: the key numbers, the threes and the sevens.
1: But what I'm saying is is there can be disagreements for syndicates. Yes. And thus you know you're not then going to be able to put – because in a weird way, if you are able to move the line enough, you can make a self-fulfilling prophecy about – The scalpability.
0: Yes. Right? So I get that. You know, the irony is there was a college football game today, so I gave out my clients Mississippi State when it was pick them, all right, against Illinois. And I said, this line's going to steam upwards. Get down now. The line goes to three and then pops up to three and a half, and I gave back my clients. I said, you know what? I'm not going to give out Illinois because Mississippi State's my play. I said, but you might want to consider playing something back in Illinois, plus three and a half.
1: So I guess my question, and we're back to it now, is – if there's a team without clear motivation against a team that's in a must win, would you generally say that it's best long term to not go? It's too odd. It's like playing the uh, back in the day, playing against the Patriots if Tom Brady was hurt. Everyone knows he's hurt. It's probably going to be overcompensated for. At
0: post. Yes. Clearly at post. Maybe not so against the old. Because you're, pub-
1: you're saying the public gets more involved come game day and they're going to bet that must win.
0: Exactly.
1: All right. So if you want to bet on the must wins, bet early.
0: That's right. So to use an example with the Giants, the Giants opened Monday night um, minus three and a half. All right, against Indy, and then the Giants got bet all the way up to six, and then money came back in, but it never got back all the way back down to three and a half, which was the opener Monday night.
1: Okay, but what you're saying isn't a good example at all. What you're saying, except it was as it in was a
0: good example on Saturday, then it became a bad example exactly. on Sunday. Yeah.
1: So, so not an example necessarily. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but let's say the following is the sharps are not going to fall in mostly it's sharp action before game day, more public action on game day. The public's going to be, Hey, I read that they, they need Philly needs a win. I'm playing Philly. That's going to happen more game day. So if you do want to bet the must win teams for whatever handicapping reason, let's say beyond the must win, then you bet them early. Yes. And if you're looking to play against the must win teams, Odds are you're going to get a better number late. Though there's no guarantee, this is just uh, percentage wise.
0: Yes. Example the Pittsburgh Steelers opened up minus two and a half against Cleveland. They've been bet up to three. Pittsburgh needs the game.
1: Okay, but so that moves. Ha- but you're saying that you should have bet it right at the open. Yes. And you're saying that probably goes up by Sunday? <laughs> I mean, it's on three, so it's hard.
0: Because it went on three, I'd say no, because it's such a big. So, can, so you, important. can you
1: give us any other examples that don't – that invalidate your general concept? <laughs> well,
0: no, this validated. It went from two and a half to three. Come on. <laughs> but we're saying usually that betting is going to
1: happen on don't, game yeah, day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah. any other examples? But I guess we don't know what's going to –
0: Well, it's complicated we, this year because in the NFC – I don't know how motivated San Francisco is. I don't know how motivated Dallas is. I'm talking
1: about must wins.
0: Yeah, these aren't must wins. Philadelphia it's... is a must Philadelphia win. Philadelphia is the one clear cut. Green Bay's must a win. must win. Green Bay's absolutely a must
1: win. All right, so let's talk about that. Do you think the Philly line goes up? Now, we got our theory on the Philly line, but in general, you would expect that to go up.
0: I expected to go up before I spoke to you.
1: Okay, well, we'll see. You I mean, educated
0: me. I, I don't
1: know. Yes. No, I mean, I could be off too. Yeah. But. Um, and do you expect the Green Bay line? I, that feels like a, a line that go, Aaron Rodgers in, in a Sunday night game, in a must-win. That fe- and There's a chance Detroit's not going to be motivated?
0: Now that's the—you nailed it, okay? Because I I believe it will go up, but only if Seattle wins. Because uh-huh. if Seattle wins, which uh, Seattle plays no, earlier— still,
1: Green Bay gets the money. Aaron Rodgers in a must-win gets the Detroit's money. Detroit's
0: gotten the money plenty this year also in certain games. And yeah, but didn- not from the public—
1: that's I mean, true. I'm, I'm That's talking true. about the
0: public yes. action. But if Detroit, if Seattle loses... Well, Seattle's almost a touchdown favorite. What well, well, the problem is this Green Bay game is priced like it's more... It, it's not certain, but it's likely Detroit will be eliminated and that will be a downer for them. If Seattle loses as a touchdown favorite, money's going to come on Detroit.
1: Well, It's world, unlikely. World The world opener, Green Bay, was minus three and a half. It's now four and a half. So we've had movement already and backing up the— I mean, this thing goes up to— Well, I don't think Detroit rests his players anyway. But
0: they're going to be sad.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Maybe they can postpone the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or move it up. Maybe they play earlier, so they're not eliminated before so, they play.
1: Someone has to play Sunday night.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: So let's do this. We're gonna, we impromptu made this a standalone. I think it's going to—you've It's. Uh, you've listened. I think it was some good stuff in there. If Fez has any other contradictions to his general theories, <laughs> he'll let you know. Now— after that, what other things do you think? Uh, let's quickly talk about teams that have nothing to play for. When do they typically play harder? Would you agree in division, they typically
0: play harder? That's strong. Yes. It gets the hated rival. Um I would expect a complete effort from those teams. Or at least more of an effort. Uh, Yes, and I also think a team that has been out of it for a while and didn't just have their dreams crushed Mm -hmm. is more likely to play hard than a team that just you know, has been a contender and has just gotten bounced. Would you agree that
1: there's a higher percentage of eliminated teams that don't play hard the week before the last week of the season? That generally the last week of the season is, is it, might as well play hard. What's the use of saving, you know, saving energy?
0: I I agree with that. Yes, right, so especially you know what, and I don't I don't have the numbers to back this up, but it sure seems like, anecdotally, the offense of players always plays super hard. Sometimes the defense. It's been a long season. You see a, some very high scoring games sometimes between teams. You know that that between a playoff team and a team that's been eliminated for a couple weeks.
1: So what happens if you have two teams that are eliminated?
0: I would expect over.
1: Okay, sounds like a 1990s NBA system. Yeah. Um, do you agree that the uh, and I think this is proven out is home teams tend to play harder if if there's no clear motivation. Yes. So home field advantage in theory would be worth even more. I think so. And finally, do you have do you want to have a any further? Uh, apology to the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. No, you had them like the 29th best team in the league. No,
0: they've been moving up, and well, I know they have. I'm I, saying I just rocked and rolled with Pittsburgh last week, so I was investing do you heavily feel, in them. Do you feel
1: bad about how adamant you were about
0: how bad the Steelers Pittsburgh were. Pittsburgh is a top ten NFL team. Is that
1: true? Yes. You, you know they've won six of their last eight. They are playing great. Um, so since, why since you act? Watt, Watt like, came back. Why are you acting like you don't hear me? Is you said they were the 29th best team in the league. Mackenzie, do you recall this?
2: I think 28th,
0: maybe? Yeah. Pull up the, your sheet on Pittsburgh and their performance since Watt got back. You know, I mean, he's made all the difference. I don't really on think Watt was
1: out when you had him like number 29. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they had to start at some point.
1: Steelers are never 29. They that, never, that's what you got to learn right now. They they're, were
0: never 29. And, no, and
1: I'm saying they're never going to be 20. And they're
0: one tie away from once again not having a losing
1: How season. How amazing is that going to be?
0: Unbelievable.
1: And they have a real chance at the playoffs. Yes. What, what are they
2: saying now uh, at 538, McKenzie? Let's see. Steelers twenty one percent. They need the Dolphins to lose. So they're saying right now they're twenty one percent. Yes.
1: <laughs> you gotta give Tomlin credit. No doubt. I mean, where was he? Where was this guy when he had Big Ben in his prime? That's what I want to know. All right. This is new and fresh and additional. We're gonna have the uh, obviously the the market report, and we're obviously gonna have the recap, which we're gonna have to buzz through. But we're gonna do that now. If you aren't, this is a great example. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Favorite podcast player or multiple ones, it's free. Subscribe. And when these little nuggets come out that you don't expect, you get them right delivered to you for free. Enjoy.